The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. I'm sure to appreciate it. Coming up on this show, we'll get a review of Carnival Pride, a seven-night Bahamas, Florida cruise out of Baltimore. Also answering your shore excursion questions later on in the show. But first, it's Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. How's it going? Now, it's been a pretty quiet cruise news week the past couple of weeks, Stuart. But uh, things started to uh, crank up, we'll say, uh, with Carnival Liberty and St. Thomas. Give us the details on that. The uh, the ship, while in port, uh, Carnival Liberty had a... Uh, fire in the engine room. We're, we're unsure of any other details. Uh, we do know that uh, the ship has been cleared to sail uh, by all of the authorities, uh, including the U.S. Coast Guard, and uh, it, will, it will continue its normal sailings uh, this coming uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the good news. Um, you know, the, uh, you know it, it happened at around 11.45 in the morning. Most of the passengers were off the ship, and uh, so when you know, the other passengers came back, passengers on board uh, uh, along with the crew were disembarked, uh, whoever was remaining. And, uh, when the passengers came back, they were taken to area hotels where they could sit, relax, eat, um, watch movies while they were, uh, assessing, uh, any damage to the ship. Uh, so the good news is that, uh, the ship, uh, currently is in San Juan. Uh, believe it or not, Doug, half the, pa- half the passengers remained on board. They did not get off the ship, huh. uh, to take advantage, uh, and fly home. They said, hey, we're on vacation. We've got ourselves a free cruise. We're getting our money back. Um, we're in St. Thomas uh, for a couple of days. Now they're going to be heading to San Juan. Uh, they can remain on the ship until Sunday and fly home as they had scheduled. So they got the free cruise. They got 50% off of a future cruise. Uh, plus they got some shipboard credits. And I'm sure they're having themselves a fine time because the ship is fully operational and all the hotel services have been operating normally uh, throughout. So uh, for, for a lot of people, they seem to be pretty happy. I can think of worse places to be stuck, like this yeah. studio. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, moving on here, uh, I saw you tweet about this, and i got to ask you, um, is Royal Caribbean expanding Port Miami for maybe a bigger ship? Well, there's, there's no doubt. There's, there's a tremendous uh, project that's being uh, inked between Miami and Royal Caribbean. I mean, heck, it's across the street. Uh, what this means, uh, could this, uh, you know, the, the contract for Port Everglades actually ends in 2018. So, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, uh, what, what plays out. But, uh, uh I, I think there's no doubt that, uh, one of the, uh, Oasis class one, uh, or two of the Oasis class ships could be coming, uh, to Miami. But it, they're, they're going to be really, uh, significantly ramping up, uh, at least another p- million passengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, is expected uh, with the new terminals that uh, Royal Caribbean will be building. And remember, it's not only Royal Caribbean, it'll also be the uh, celebrity as well. So 
it'll be a significant project. It's it's listed at uh, about a hundred million dollars will be invested by Royal, mm-hmm. wow. um, and then some million, you know, several million by the port. But uh, it it looks like it's going to be a significant project uh, and and quite a facility. And it's it's going to bring some big ships here. Well, speaking of Port Miami, we'll see Norwegian Escape in Port Miami in November, I think, November 9th she arrives. So let me ask you this. You're heading over to Germany uh, next week to check out the conveyance of Norwegian Escape. What exactly does that mean? Well, it, that's a good question. And, uh, you know, I actually, Doug, I, if you remember, I saw, you know, when I went to see Quantum last August, mm-hmm. I saw bits, you know, the first pieces right. of Escape being put together. So now the ship is essentially was floated out uh, a couple of weeks ago, and what the conveyance is, the ship uh, back you know heads backwards up the River Ems uh, to Emshaven in the Netherlands, and as in the past, more than likely, it's going to be uh, finished over in Bremerhaven in Germany. Uh, but uh, you know that this you know for about 24 hours, the ship becomes the world's largest river boat <laughs> <laughs> as as it uh, traverses the River Ems in, in Germany from the shipyard in Poppenburg. And uh, you know we'll we'll post some stuff uh, you know um, uh, next week uh, you know with, with the progress of the ship as it makes its way up and it's a pretty neat uh, a pretty neat experience to see the ship in such an unfinished condition and the other surprise Doug is they're going to then do this uh, steel cutting for the next ship which is Norwegian Bliss which will debut in 2017. Ah, very nice. And uh, I saw a press release today. Uh, Norwegian Cruise Line is putting a couple of nor a uh, couple more stores on Norwegian <laughs> Norwegian Escape, right? Where are they fitting it all? Right? <laughs> I know. I know. So that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> We're going to see uh, Carolina Herrera, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, you know does uh, fashion brands for uh, women, and uh, you know throw back to the 1970s. Uh, Norwegian is bringing back uh, Lacoste. Oh, really? <laughs> So if you haven't gotten your uh, alligator shirt, I was going to say um, I love their or you have shirts. one from your grandfather, um, you know this is uh, you know an opportunity to, I guess to be cool, <laughs> wear your alligator shirts. And I think the big question, of course, is uh, will they bring uh, Sassoon and Jordash uh, on the you know uh, back to life? Maybe, hey Doug, maybe for you, mm-hmm. a members only jacket. Ooh, yeah, we get my uh, denim jacket there. I love it. <laughs> All right, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe we'll see that Jordash store on Norwegian Bliss. <laughs> you, you never know. Get some inside word go. on that. Yep. Um, listener question here, Stuart. Is there a way to tell when cruise lines will be offering reduced deposits? Does it's that... an offer that they, they tend to use when uh-huh. the ships are not selling very well. But, you know, as of all of the earnings calls, this, the, the current booking volumes are ahead of uh, where they were same time last year. Uh, you know, you may see some stuff in the fall, you know, September, October. Uh, November, you may see some of those, and then you know they have a couple of sales that they may use it at the beginning of what's called wave season in January. Uh-huh. But uh, it's it's something very sporadic. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't wait around you know for that to to come about because it really doesn't affect the pricing. Take a look at what they're 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 charging. You know, it could be per person uh, per day. Uh, you know, you know restaurant credits, shipboard credits. Uh, but you know, most importantly, just look at the. You know, how are you going to get the best, you know, best possible cabin, uh, you know, for the least amount of money? Stuart, safe travels to Germany next week, man. Good talking to you. You got it. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. 
Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through cruisingexcursions.com. Why cruising excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around-the-clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, why not? So whether you're looking to zip line in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market-leading specialist cruisingexcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at cruisingexcursions.com. We always like to get your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. Craig and his family just returned from a seven-night Bahamas, Florida cruise on Carnival Pride out of Baltimore. And Craig joins us on the line this evening. What's up, Craig? Hey, Doug. How are you? Good, man. Good to talk to you again. We talked to you about uh, eight or nine months ago when you sailed... Norwegian, uh, help me out, escape, break, break away, break away. There you go. Yeah, very nice. Yep. So uh, here you are nine months later going on Carnival Pride. So before we step foot on the ship, let's take a step back and tell us what made you want to sail this ship. Well, we wanted to take our kids with us, and uh, we didn't want to have to fly if we could avoid it. And being in central New Jersey, we're only about two, two and a half hours from the port of Baltimore. So uh, it worked out just location-wise and itinerary-wise, price-wise, ship-wise. Everything kind of worked out for us to go on the Pride. So it seemed like a, a, a fun cruise to do and a fun introduction for my kids who've never been on a ship before. So nice. we thought Florida, Bahamas would be great for them. Very cool. So you make your way from central New Jersey to Baltimore. Uh, how was embarkation in Baltimore? It was a uh, piece of cake. We actually had faster to the fun. So, you know, we went right up and, and we were among the first in the terminal anyway. And so we ended up actually sitting and waiting a little while because we got there so early. Uh-huh. You know, once they started boarding the ship, we were among the first on board. We Fast- went right to our room, and, and everything was ready to go. Very nice. Now, faster to the fun. It always gets uh, gets mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was worth it? Yeah, I would I would say it is only because we had two little kids, mm-hmm. and waiting in line with two little kids when it's hot and summer and and they're raring to go is, is I wouldn't want to do that. So to me, it was worth the extra fifty bucks to be able to just get right on the ship with the first group. Nice. And uh, what were your first impressions once you boarded Carnival Pride? It was beautiful. It was in great shape, actually. You know, being a little bit of an older ship, the only ship I've been on before was Breakaway, which is relatively new. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect with Pride, but it was gorgeous. I mean, just beautiful white paint and gleaming. And it looked like a ton of stuff to do. It was very colorful, obviously, with Carnival. They have a, a, a real style about them, and each ship's a little bit different. So Pride definitely had had its own style. Um, but it was great. It, it was a, a very casual kind of laid-back atmosphere. We loved it. How, what were your kids' uh, impressions, or what was their face like when they stepped on board the ship? That was the best part. Yeah. You know, the big eyes, mouth open, just <laughs> couldn't believe you know, how big it was, and they couldn't believe that it was a ship. It felt like you know, they kept saying, oh, we feel like we're in a building. How old are your kids? Ten and seven. Nice. Very cool. So you make your way through the public areas and go to your stateroom. So, Craig, what kind of stateroom did you have? What were your impressions of it? We had a balcony stateroom on deck six, which was perfect. It uh, it had a king bed for my wife and I, and then it had a couch, uh, pull-out couch, plus a pull-down Pullman from the ceiling uh, for my kids. So yeah, it was a little tight for the four of us, but it was totally doable. Bathroom was good size, um, and the balcony was was great, just beautiful. Plenty of space for all the luggage and to store everything? Yeah, surprisingly, um, my wife commented how much storage there was. It, it seems like everywhere we looked, there was a, a drawer, a little nook or cranny we could put stuff in, and, 
and uh, actually, you know, probably more than we needed. It was great. Very nice. So you make your way to the Lido deck to get some food. So let's talk about the uh, Lido deck buffet area first, and we'll work our way down. So what were your impressions of the Lido deck area? The Lido buffet was good, not great, but I will say the deli, the deli there that makes the sandwiches and the grilled Rubens and whatnot was really awesome. We felt like the uh, buffet had a little bit of a limited hours. Uh, there were some times during the day where there wasn't much to get, but when they did have the, the lines going, food going, it was very good. The best part of the Lido was Guy's Burgers. Of course, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we made a beeline, actually, right for that, and I'm glad we did. It was, it was just awesome. Those are, you know, they are not oversold. Those are probably the best burgers I've ever had in my life. And there was, you know, no waiting throughout the whole cruise, pretty much. I mean, it was, if you had to wait online, it was a minute. Um, they just kept people moving right through, and the fries were awesome, and all the toppings, onions, and mushrooms, and, and all the stuff that you can put on the burgers. It's really awesome. And, you know, everybody from, from my seven-year-old son, who likes it very plain, to, you know, to me, loads it up. Everybody had something that they liked there. So definitely worth checking that out. Carnival Pride underwent the Funship 2.0 about a year ago. And, um, you know, it's funny because in New York City, a guy has a restaurant, and that same hamburger you ate is $20 in New York City. Yep, so, and it tastes like it. I, I don't doubt it. it. It was really good. I'm not kidding. Like That was a really good burger. How about the other side, uh, the Blue Iguana Cantina? Did you stop by there at all? You know what? I did later in the cruise, and I kicked myself because it was so awesome. I was so upset that I didn't eat it all week long. It was like the last day or two I started eating over there. And I remember you mentioned the watermelon salsa, so I had to try that. And that was that was incredible. So words of the wise, if you're on the pride, hit both sides of the Lido because they're, they're both fantastic. Did you uh, stop by for breakfast at the Blue Iguana and get a, uh, like an egg burrito? I certainly did. The first yeah. morning, actually, uh, I did hit over there for the breakfast burrito because I, I knew at a time that that was something that people had raved about. That was great. Yeah, awesome. So let's talk about the main dining room. Uh, what kind of dining <laughs> did you have and what were your impressions of it? We had your time dining. Uh, we felt that with our kids, we never quite knew if they were going to be hungry or be tired or be sleeping when the seated times were were scheduled. So we decided to go with your time dining, and that worked out absolutely fantastic. We had no wait all week except for the last night where we maybe had a 10-minute wait. We got right in. It was just terrific. They were super attentive to us. We, My son's got food allergies. They were all over us from the very beginning. They gave us an opportunity to pre-order the day before just to be sure that there was you know, nothing that would uh, be a problem for him to eat. You know, we didn't end up doing that. We just picked off the regular menu, but they were absolutely fantastic. So if you're traveling with kids that have uh, food allergies, just know that uh, it seems like Carnival really is on top of that. What was your um, favorite meal in the main dining room? Oh, got to be the prime rib and lobster yeah. tail, right? Of course. Absolutely. It was, uh, that was fantastic. And being, you know, first time on Carnival for me, the warm chocolate melting cake is just to die for. That's, that's no joke. That thing is, is incredible. I think I had it every night uh, of the cruise, and I'm glad I did. <laughs> I miss it now. I wish I could have it right now. Did you, uh, did you hit the taste bar at all, or did you use room service? Uh, we did use room service one night. Uh, and that was great. You know, we got some grilled cheese sandwiches and, and stuff like that for the kids. They were really excited to just be able to try it. We did not hit the taste bar on this trip. Awesome. So we talked about the buffet area, the main dining room, the burger joint, the Blue Iguana Cantina. Did you do the steakhouse at all? Yeah, we actually did. We uh, we had uh, on Friday night of our cruise, my wife and I 
had the good pleasure of going by ourselves to David's. What did you think of it as far as the food and the presentation and all of that? It was incredible. Um, you know, it's a beautiful place just because it's under the red glass windows that make up the front of the funnel. Mm -hmm. And so the, it kind of changes color as the sky changes color you know, from red to kind of like a deep purple. So it's just beautiful there in that space. And the food, obviously, is incredible. We got 18-ounce uh, ribeyes, which were enormous. I finished mine. She did not finish hers. <laughs> and uh, we had, uh, you know, appetizers as well. The whole thing was, was terrific. And I definitely recommend it. At 35 bucks a person, it's uh, totally worth it. It's probably cheaper than what you'd pay for a similar type of meal on land. And the quality was, was exceptional, and the, and the service in the restaurant was exceptional. So great experience at David's. Let's talk about entertainment aboard Carnival Pride. And uh, before we actually get to the stage shows and all that, did your kids take part in Camp Carnival at all? They did a little bit. Um, they were a little nervous about going. The counselors were great. They were very welcoming. And actually, one of the first times that I made them go to Camp Carnival, they made a friend who we ended up hanging out with uh, this little girl and her mother pretty much the whole trip. Nice. So um, they actually had a built-in playmate and spent most of their time actually out of Camp Carnival um, just around the ship. Very cool. So uh, car since Carnival did do Fun Ship 2.0 last year, it underwent the stage shows, which is Playlist Productions. <laughs> did you get to check out any of the stage shows or comedians or anything like that around the ship? Yeah, we did. We went to one of the uh, the early comedians of the family PG-rated show, uh, which was very funny. And uh, it, was, it was kind of funny. I think my son thought it was going to be knock-knock jokes because he looked at me halfway through the set and, and said, when's he going to start telling jokes, Daddy? You know, so it went over his head a little bit. But uh, it was funny, family-style family, uh, family style humor. And we did go to the um, – it was like an 80s rock review or 80s pop music review. And that was great. It was, it was very well done and pyrotechnics, and it was, it was a real show. And actually, uh, the captain was there, and my son got to meet the captain, so that was pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, let's talk about sea days aboard this ship there, because uh, one thing that defines a cruise ship is how it behaves at sea as far as the public areas, both inside and out. Uh, how were they? Were they cramped at all, or was it a pretty even flow? It was a, a great flow. Um, one of the things I'd read about the Spirit Class ships with Carnival is that they, they do have a, a nice flow to them. I definitely found that to be the case. On sea days, you know, it gets a little bit crowded by the pool, but not nearly as bad as I thought it would. Mm -hmm. um, and just throughout the ship, there's tons of places to sit and talk and get a cup of coffee and just relax. You know, never felt like it was really crowded, even though it was a sold-out cruise. So, yeah, I mean, we, we thought that the, the public areas on the ship were just great on sea days. And, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the sea day brunch. Oh, that yeah. is definitely great, worth going to. Um, nice to have that kind of seated breakfast in the main dining room and have that brunch experience. It was really terrific. Did the uh, deck chair hogs behave themselves on the sailing? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. We really didn't have a problem. We were in the pool quite a bit. You know, we had pretty much had chairs when we wanted them. So, nice. yeah, really not an issue. Very good. Uh, let's talk about what ports you hit. This was a Bahamas, Florida cruise. So what ports did you hit? The first port was Port Canaveral. Mm -hmm. So we ended up going to Kennedy Space Center to see the space shuttle and the Saturn V uh, rockets and Apollo landers and all that. And that was absolutely amazing. Definitely need more time there. <laughs> that was a uh, That's a full-day tour, and we had to be back on the bus, I think, at 3 o'clock or something. So that was incredible. There's so much to see. Um, personally, that was probably my favorite port just because of, you know, what you could see at Kennedy Space Center. The next port was Nassau, which, uh, which was really cool. There were a couple other ships in port when we pulled in. And so it was neat to see those and see some of the, the other cruisers from the other ships. 
We spent most of the time in Nassau just doing some shopping, walking around downtown the city. Um, there's a public beach over there where a lot of cruisers hang out. So we went there. My daughter got her hair braided, and we bought some trinkets and whatnot. Um, and then the next day was in Freeport, and we did a carnival excursion at the all-inclusive beach getaway. Okay. So they pack you up in a bus and take you to a private beach and uh, give you a you know, all-you-can-eat buffet and, and bar and uh, swim, and, and it was great. We had a great time. How many sea days was it back to Baltimore? Um, I believe heading back was one sea day. So they were booking. They were doing about 24 knots wow. when we pulled out of Freeport. Wow, interesting. Um, very nice. Well, any first-time tips you may have for people sailing Carnival Pride? Don't wait till the last day to go have the tacos, the blue iguana, <laughs> and the watermelon salsa. Nice. And your final so we, thoughts? Def- uh, definitely see. take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Give us your final thoughts of Carnival Pride. Great flow. Absolutely. Uh, for our family, it was a very friendly ship. The crew was terrific. The itinerary was, was good. Certainly for a first-time cruise, it was, it was perfect. And I'll tell you, the location out of Baltimore, it couldn't be easier if you're in the Northeast area to get to and, and you know, get in, get out. And just terrific. And not having to fly was awesome. How, how was um, disembarkation out of there? Piece of cake. We, um, we could have taken all our stuff and, and lugged it ourselves. We decided not to. We kind of hung on the ship with our friends that we'd made and, and waited till our zone was called. So we were in no rush to get off the ship. And it was fine. You get right off and go through customs. No big deal. Very good. Well, we've been talking with Craig. Him and his family just returned from a seven-night Bahamas, Florida sailing aboard Carnival Pride out of Baltimore. Craig, it was good talking to you again, my friend, and have a good evening. Thanks, Doug. You too. Cruise Radio. Maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net. We love answering your questions here on the show. If you have one you'd like to ask, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. Today is shore excursion questions, and fielding those questions is Shelly from cruisingexcursions.com. Hello, Shelly. Hi, Doug. How are you? Good. I understand you just got back from St. Petersburg, Russia. That's correct. It was amazing. One of the best cities I've ever been to, so it's going to take some beating. And tell me you had some vodka while you were there. Well, I did sample a little bit of vodka, and I am a non-drinker. It went down quite smoothly, I have to say. It uh, was rather nice. Very well. Well, with that said, first question is from Scott. We're going to Australia on Carnival Spirit. What's the best way we can experience the Great Barrier Reef? Um, There are actually a couple of ways, and it does depend if you're sort of scared of heights or not, I suppose. Um, One of the most interesting ways that, from my personal opinion, is that you can actually fly over the Great Barrier Reef. So from Cairns, you go to a helipad, and then you can go over all of the clear waters and see the coral formations um, and out to the outer reef pontoon by helicopter, which I think is an amazing sort of unique way to view that. Or you can also do um, a day at the Great Barrier Reef, where you can go via a catamaran, which is also sort of nice and uh, relaxing as well. And um, you get to see all of the stunning corals there. So it's really whichever you prefer, but I I go for the helicopter every time. Tim from Australia says we're going to Sydney two days post-cruise. We want to climb the Sydney Harbour Bridge and check out the Opera House. What should we do? That's actually a question we get asked a lot, Doug. Um, Yes, um, the Sydney Sites Walking Tour it's a really great way to see it because you go sort of in the touristic areas and away from the touristic areas as well. And you have sort of a two-hour guided walk. Mm-hmm. So you'll be going through all of the district and you get to have, you know, a personal guide so that you can see all of the Harbour Bridge, the Rocks, Custom House, 
of course, the Opera House, Sydney Opera House, is one of the most famous sites when you're going to Sydney, and also the Royal Botanic Gardens. So it's a great way to see everything, and it gets you sort of the most information uh, from the tour for whilst you're in Sydney. Very nice. Going from one A to another, Asia to Australia, Beverly in Washington, D.C. says, what excursion do you recommend in Bali? There are a lot of excursions to do whilst in a destination such as Bali, as you can imagine, but one of the most popular um, with our tourists in particular is the half-day um, Denpasar city tour. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason being is it's quite sort of a mixed tour. So you'll be able to go to, um, first of all, obviously um, Bali's capital, which is Denpasar. And then you also go through all of the traditional market areas, which are known as Kambasari and Batung. Um, there it's a great chance because um, they're able to get a lot of different types of souvenirs, spices, fruits, things that you generally don't get to see in many destinations because it is a very vibrant um, city to go to. And then after that, you also do a little bit of historical and cultural um, type of um, tour mm-hmm. by going to the museum. And that houses a lot of exhibitions so that you can see how Balinese life and culture progressed through the times. And then also onto the Bali Arts Centre, so you get to see a lot of nice sort of architectural designs, illustrations, and a lot of the artwork there. So it's a very nice mixed tour and suits everybody's needs, interests, and, you know, questions about the Balinese lifestyle. You know, it's it's weird because, you know, I've never been there, but looking at uh, pictures of Bali, it's it's just beautiful. You words can't describe mm-hmm. how beautiful it is over there. I think it's one of those places where you have... Um, an idea of what it will, will be like, but when you actually get there, it surpasses those expectations. Yeah, it's, it's like you're living in a postcard almost. Absolutely, absolutely. Next question is from Brittany in Orlando. She's cruising from Japan next year, and she wants to know if there will be any translation issues on her guided tour. Well, with all of our tours, we do guarantee that we have professionally English-speaking guides and drivers. If you're on a private tour, it will always be an English-speaking driver so that you're able to um, make sure that you don't have any language barriers whilst on the tour. Um, Also, we are able to sort of organise in many of our destinations um, differing language guides. So, you know, we're able to arrange Mandarin-speaking guides in certain destinations or, you know, Dutch-speaking guides. So, We always take the needs of the customer and their language requirements when organizing their tours. Very good. Marcus from Winchester, Virginia says, if planning excursions, will a visa be an issue while visiting a country that we're unfamiliar with? We are American citizens. Visas aren't an issue. I would always advise that, you know, an individual check with the cruise line as they're aware of each of the different visa regulations for a particular port of call and would be able to advise thoroughly because it does depend, obviously, on the nationality of the customer um, in certain ports of call. Uh, For places like St. Petersburg, for example, as you mentioned earlier, we arrange all of the visas on behalf of the customers despite their nationality, whether they be an American citizen, a UK citizen, or, you know, an Indian citizen. Um, But with regards to specific visa requirements, it is always best to check with the cruise line and we are able to, wherever possible, um, arrange visas if visas are needed. Very well. We've been talking with Shelley over at CruisingExcursions.com. We appreciate her taking the time to uh, chat with us this evening about excursions, visas, and language translation while we're overseas. If you want to find any of the excursion links, just check out the show notes at CruiseRadio.net. As always, Shelley, my dear, have a great evening, and thanks for being on the show. 
Thanks so much, Doug. I've enjoyed it. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.